Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, July 20th, and we are back in the saddle answering your questions, but we can only do that if you actually send us your questions. Any financial matter that is on your mind, it's so easy. Send an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on the website, jillonmoney.com, all you have to do is click the contact button. Don't forget to tell us whether you're willing to come on the air. Come on. It's so much more fun. That is what Tom did. He's on the line from South Carolina. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the program. What can we do for you, sir? I'm 63 this month, actually, and uh, I'm planning on retiring at the end of this year, and I'll have about a year and a half before moving on to to Medicare. And I just wanted to kind of go over the high-level numbers with you and see if you felt like we were in good enough shape uh, to kind of take that plunge. Okay, sure. So um, give us the the breakdown of what's going on. So you're still working right now, and how much do you earn, Tom? Um, 170. And are you using a retirement account? Yep. We are uh, fully loading up our 401k this year. Okay. So you're doing the 19.5 plus the catch-up of 6,500, right? Absolutely. Great. Um, We indicates a partner. Tell me about partner. My wife uh, of 42 years. So um, she is not working any longer. She is a registered nurse, but um, she retired a few years ago. Is she entitled to any pension? No, she doesn't have a pension. Um, most of the retirement funds are actually in with me. Um, she has some Roth, she has Roth dollars and an inherited IRA. Okay, on that one seventy, obviously less than twenty six. Uh, what do you think you really need to live on when it comes to your retirement? I've kind of looked at this. Um, pretty closely. I, I think we need probably 110. And then I do expect that it kind of in these uh, early years, we'll probably lean on that a little bit more for some additional dollars for things like travel, pay myself up front for what I think is going to be less activity later. 
Okay, got it. And will you be entitled to any pension when you retire? I have um, a pension of about 8000 a year. I got so excited. Do you know why? Because I said 8000 a month. I said to myself, as soon as you said 8000 a year, I made that 8000 a month and I thought you're you're golden. All right, 8000 a year is not exactly it. Um, all right. Tell me what your social security benefit will be at your full retirement age. At full retirement, I think mine is around uh, 3000 and um, Pat's is around uh, 14 Okay, got it. Is there any other income besides what we'll, we'll talk about your portfolio in a second, but is there anything else coming in? Is there rental property or anything like that? No, we don't have any of that kind of passive income. Um, okay. What we have done is try to create a bridge fund to get mm-hmm. us from the time that I retired to 70, which is when we expect to take Social Security. All right. And what are the age 70 Social Security um, numbers? 2000 for my wife and uh, a little over 4000 for myself. Okay. That's great. Okay. So now we're getting into it. Here we go. Cash on hand. What do you got? Uh, 270000 Is that part of the bridge? That is part of the bridge. Okay. Got it. Any non-retirement investment accounts? Um, we have a, a multi-year guaranteed annuity, which is going to mature um, in, I think it's May uh, of my, just before I turned 65. And our plan was that's about, that will be about 470,000. That's part of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And that is, we expected to roll that into a five-year period, certain SPIA, so that mm-hmm. that would carry through to age 70. Uh, everyone, Tom just totally showed off and used the term SPIA, which is a single premium Immediate. There it is. I lost my eye. There you go. You bailed me out, bro. Okay. Single premium immediate annuity, which means you plunk a big chunk of money in, the insurance company takes it, turns on the spigot and says, okay, for five years, we'll pay you this and all the money will be cashed out in that time. Okay. Is the idea that the cash is basically 63 to 65 and then the annuity is 65 to 70? Yeah, basically, that's okay. that's right. Um, I expect that the cash will run a little bit longer and will help with um, paying taxes on Roth conversions that I expect to do over that period of time. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about the money. First, let's do your wife's money. So she's got an inherited IRA. Is that under the old rules or the new rules? Can she dribble that out or does she have to do it within 10 years? It's old rules. Okay. And how much is left in that? About 50K. How much is in her Roth? Uh, her Roth is about 60K. 60. Okay. And that's it for wife money, right? That's right. Okay. Now let's talk about the big chunk of money that you have accumulated. Tell me about that. With Pat's included, just to make it simpler, mm-hmm. uh, we have about a little over 2.1 and I'm in a 50-50 split roughly. It's currently a little bit more on the stock side. So we have about 1.1 in stock and one in bonds and mm-hmm. CDs. And is most of this pre-tax money? Yeah, there's there's about 225 that is in Roth or HSA. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to do these Roth conversions because I should be in a much lower tax bracket. Right. So Presuming you retire at the end of this year with your $2.1 million and this other money, then your total income is essentially 
just whatever you are either converting or whatever money is being generated from the cash portion. Is that right? Yes. There's no other hidden thing that I should be worried about, right? There's no other hidden thing. Okay. What's your goal on the conversion? Do you want to stay in the 12% tax bracket or the 22? I wanted to stay in the 12 and I Mm -hmm. figured if I could do 600,000 over the next you know, six and a half years, yep. um, I would be able to do that. I like that. I think that's a good game plan. What's the uh, tax situation in South Carolina? Pretty good? Yeah, especially when you hit 65. Um, it's a it's a fairly uh, friendly uh, state to retirees. I mean, I think this is a pretty cool plan because you've got the money that's available. You'll convert. I'm just wondering, the annuity that you have accumulated That is a non-qualified annuity, right? That's correct. Okay. So the money from the five-year period certain means that from 65 to 70-ish, you will have income. That's exactly right. And the taxes will be spread across that. So it'll be 20% of that annuity per year will be taxable. Yeah. And so you won't be able to actually convert as much. Exactly. So I figured I'd do a a large amount next year when it's just pure cash. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then then tone that down a little bit. And that's why it takes more years to get to the 600000 Yeah. And it's not like the worst thing in the world if not every single penny is um, actually converted. But I think this seems like a very good plan. I really, I, I really do. For other people listening, I would never say use a chunk of money and pop it into an immediate annuity unless it was already coming from this annuity environment. Because essentially, I'd rather you have the control over that money and not have it tied up. But I see exactly what you're doing. So I think it works in your case. I really do. Are you going to be shopping around for this? I mean, there are a lot more annuity options these days. So I just want to make sure that you know that, you know, especially for immediate annuities, that the competition has gotten better and costs have come down. So don't just necessarily say, ah, you know, I'm with Northwestern. I'm just going to go to Northwestern again. So, you know, you want to chop that around a little bit. I think you're in really good shape. Mark, do you see any problem with this? Oh, yeah. Mark wants to know, how are you getting health insurance from 63 to 65? So, so Mark, yeah, a big reason for, for waiting until then is that that's that 18-month period when I can get COBRA. At least that's kind of a known amount. And then if I could get into ACA credits, and I really don't know what that'll be like for that 18-month period, perhaps I'd see a little bit less expensive. But at a minimum, I know I'll have COBRA. How much is COBRA, do you know? Well, with the high deductible plan, it, it was about 850 a month. Yeah, that's easy. That's an easy deal. I mean, look, you know, you could, there's a way to finagle this because obviously there's a competing force. One is keep your income really low and then you can actually qualify for Affordable Health Care Act subsidies. But on the other hand, you want to convert money from the traditional to the Roth. So I lean towards do the COBRA. That's not a huge amount of money. I was going to say, it's funny when you first said I need $110,000 a year, I said to myself an extra $10,000 till Medicare. So I think that's perfect. And especially if you like your coverage, if you know your doctors are all covered, you know, unless you want to go through the whole rigmarole of changing for 18 months, I think that's a good deal. Tell me about your house. How much is it worth? Worth about 430000 is there a mortgage left? No. I didn't think so. So are you are you claiming the standard deduction or are you itemizing? Um, we're claiming standard. 
The other thing I'm wondering, just because I know you're in a high tax bracket, but I don't know, maybe I wouldn't even put any more money into my traditional retirement account. Maybe I would just keep beefing up my cash position. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. This year is going to be a little bit higher than normal. Um, some We had some windfalls that occurred. So for this year, it, it makes some sense because it reduces, it's going to be in a much higher tax bracket. But okay. Okay. If I was going forward, I agree with you. I would tend not to do that. Okay. So you're really more in the 24. I think that this year I may end up in 32. What's the what's with your windfall? Tell me. Just some company changes that, that occurred that I was able to benefit from. So nice. It worked out pretty nicely for the last year. I love it. Hey, I didn't ask you. You got grown kids? Yes, I have two. I have a son and a daughter, uh, both uh, in their 30s, both launched, both doing well. And now I have a granddaughter, my, my second grandchild. My granddaughter is going to be uh, coming in August. Fantastic. I think you are really thoughtful about it. I applaud you. I think that it works. And I, I don't see any real, you know, big hole in this. I don't think you're missing anything because of the way you've spoken about this and the way you've been so thoughtful about it. I presume all of your estate documents are done. Am I right? You are right. I sort of would think that you're an engineer, but I'm not sure. What 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 business are you in? Uh, well, I've, I've been in a couple of different industries, but I'm an, I'm basically an IT person. Of course, you are. Is there anything else we can help you with, sir? No, that that's really it. And I very much appreciate both of you providing that insight for me. It makes me feel much much better. Oh, well, I'm glad we can do that little peace of mind. So, if you need peace of mind like Tom, all you need to do is shoot us a note. You know, it's very easy. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com or if you're on our website, if you're on the jillonmoney.com website because you've signed up for our free weekly newsletter and there you are on the website, just hit the contact button. While you're there, check out our sister podcast. It's called Eye on Money. Isn't that easy? You know, Jill on Money, I on Money. I'm a CBS person. I get it. The CBS I. Just connecting the dots for you. I know you know that. If you would not mind, leave us a rating or review if you like this show and let us know if there's some topic that you would really like us to cover because we want to hear from you to do that. All right. We like to remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. In other words, do something nice for someone else today. Our mantra here at the program is grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 